tweeted at me. Oh, yeah, I did. Hello and welcome to the second annual NFL draft <laughs> special here on the For the Love of Sports podcast. My name is Michael Raziel. I got some men here with me. I got my cousin, the one, the only Justin Raziel. I got Derek here with us as well. Um, I don't know. He said he uh, would you um, he had a nice speech at my wedding. Let's just put it that way. Uh, we are here. If you guys remember, <laughs> Who's better, if you guys remember last year, we uh, we had a lot of fun. The NFL draft was pretty much the only thing we could look forward to. I don't know if you guys heard we've been in this pandemic for a little over a year now. And the NFL draft last year was an absolute godsend. We had a lot of fun with it. We bet some money on it. And now we're going to just do it again this year. So we did it last year. We're going to do it again this year. Derek, how you doing today, buddy? Pretty good, man. How about yourself? Good, man. Thanks for asking. No one ever asks the host how they're doing. Justin, how you doing today? I'm great. I hope you're doing well too, Mike. I am. Got my claw. <laughs> got, my, uh, got my Giants claw koozie. Here we are, and we are getting ready to do our second mock draft, as we did last year. Uh, somebody did odds. Somebody did evens. I think Derek did evens last year because he picked all the offensive tackles. It kind of really threw a wrench <laughs> in the whole thing. But we don't expect that exactly to happen again this year. We're going to be going through pick by pick, team by team. We have a couple different uh, ideas and trades. We're going to have some fun scenarios with this. It's going to be a blast. That's what we're here to do. But more importantly, one of your uh, one of your microphones is is catching. That I got it. I got that go. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you. Um, no, I think that's actually Justin. Damn it, Justin. <laughs> Is it better? Right. better? We'll see what happens. I'm not too worried about it. Anyway, one of them did odds. One of them did evens. They're so much smarter than me. I'm just going to argue because arguing is fun. That's what I like to do, um, especially the Giants pick. Really excited to argue that one. Also really excited to argue the Bengals pick because I completely disagree. But uh, we have Justin at jrazzle 81 We have Derek. He doesn't, he's not on Just Twitter there. because yeah, he has a nice sane <laughs> idea to life. Try to get off that awful, awful hellscape. That is Twitter. <laughs> so our goal is to roll through all of these picks. Probably only going to do the first half. Then we'll end up doing the second half at a later date, probably like next Tuesday or something. But we do this for fun. We do it because we love it. We do it. Mm. I guess for you guys, but really we kind of just do it for ourselves. Oh, we're going to the draft too. Justin and I are going to Cleveland where Derek lives to go to the draft. So can't wait. Can't wait. It is going to be an absolute <laughs> blast. So, fun, Let's uh let's kick it off. First pick overall, Justin. Yeah. Justin Raziel, his Jacksonville Jaguars take Trevor Lawrence, quarterback out of Clemson. I mean, this is kind of easy, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you take the generational quarterback when he's there. It's a pretty obvious pick. He's the he's he's the closest to a uh, the best prospect that we've had at quarterback since Andrew Luck. So especially for a team that's devoid of talent at quarterback and the, the failed, well, the Gardner Minshew project, whatever. He was a six round quarterback that exceeded expectations. Um, <laughs> love him. He's a cult following. I can't wait for him to be the next Ryan Fitzpatrick and just bounce around to other teams. He'll eventually get that big contract and we won't ever have to worry about him, but um, sad to kind of see where he goes. I'm sure he'll be the draft day trader something in within the next couple of months, I'm assuming before training camp, but um, you take the six foot six long haired hippie Jesus quarterback that everyone loves. And it looks just sunshine. like sunshine from remember the time. So, can't wait for this pick. And uh, as a Jaguars fan, I'm just happy to hopefully fingers crossed uh, have that, uh, have that quarterback of the future. <laughs> we, we all have our fingers crossed for you. I mean, who actually dislikes the Jaguars, right? Like, I don't think there's really a team Out, outside of like Titans fans. Titans fans, well, who cares? Mm -hmm. Who who cares about Titans fans? Let's they eat mayonnaise, so it's okay. 
I eat mayonnaise on all my sandwiches. Well, no, no, they just eat mayonnaise out of the oh, jar. Okay, yeah. Cool. That's, that's kind of gross. <laughs> um, the Jacksonville Jaguars have pretty much had a top ten pick every single year for essentially the whole time that we've all been alive since uh, 2017. Thank so. you. Um, how have they never actually drafted a good quarterback at this point? Because the last two, we had Blake Bortles, we had Blaine Gabbert. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, how how do you? We've seen all these incredible quarterbacks, Deshaun Watson. Um, you guys drafted a punter before Russell Wilson. Never forget, yeah. never forget. Thanks. How have you been this bad at the most important position on a football field? I don't want to say just that you're that bad at finding quarterbacks because there's so many teams that cannot find quarterbacks. And there's a reason that a lot of these quarterbacks stick around for so long. Like Brian Fitzpatrick is the quarterback of, what is he, 38, 39 years old for the Washington football team. Like you just, it's so hard to evaluate the position. It's so hard to find a guy that will lead your team to the playoffs year in and year out and exceed expectations and do it for at least 10 plus years. It's but also the Jaguars have drafted poorly. Like the Blaine, Dab- yeah. Blaine Gabber pick was bad. Byron Leftwich, he was okay, but never that good. Blake Bortles is just awful. Mm. Um, He's funny though. He is a character. He's but funny. And the Jaguars are good at finding those guys. So, but it doesn't matter. Just, yeah. just win games. That's all I really care about at this point. Man. It's just hard to find. I mean, Drafting quarterbacks is the biggest crapshoot that there is in sports. You know, every other position has such a higher success rate, but um, I don't know. You'd think if you're <laughs> it's not drafting just the Jaguars, in the top, I mean, but if you're drafting in the top 10 every single year, <laughs> drafting yeah. in the top 10 every year, like blind for, squirrel finds a nut. I think that's mm-hmm. a kind of a cliche quote, right? Like you assume at some point now we're kind of just hoping um, Jags won their first game of the year, lost their next 15 Mm-hmm. here's sunshine just waiting for you so i'm excited for you justin thank you no thank you thank you for being a fan throughout all of this this was incredible all right really don't need to talk too much more it's almost a lock i think at most books trevor lawrence is like minus nine thousand to go first overall at this point mm-hmm. so really don't even need to talk about that this one though the jets <laughs> number two overall the jets take zach wilson quarterback out of byu derek this was your pick um yeah this seems to be consensus mm-hmm. why why does everyone think Zach Wilson is going to number? Like, when did this happen that all of a sudden it was, oh, it's just, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a done deal. Zach Wilson's number uh, two overall. Like, when wait, the fuck wait, did this Derek, happen? Before you answer that, do you, <laughs> yeah. I texted Derek about Zach Wilson. I want to say back late September, early October. I was like, yo, what do you know about Zach Wilson? He's like, mm-hmm. honestly, not too much. And I was like, yo, yeah. just, like watch some of these throws that he's <laughs> making. And that's, that's when Derek and I started talking about it. So months ago, but mm-hmm. um Clearly, there was something you bad. guys are smart. That's essentially what you're trying to say. Pre- <laughs> no, we just watched a shitload of we got football. <laughs> <laughs> well, this year it was easy to watch a lot of football. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't too hard. But Derek, I mean, again, you're like all the books it, betting odds. He's like minus 1300 to go second overall. Why the fuck is Zach Wilson <laughs> like a consensus number two pick? The dude played Coastal Carolina and looked like shit. That's it. That's all yeah, that happened. This it's, year. it's the meteoric Joe Burrow ascension. Um, I think but that like everybody's you, wait, 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 you can't compare Zach Wilson to what <laughs> well, Joe Burrow did. I'm not last saying that I'm not saying that it's an actual like that they're really comparable, but it's the same principle. Like, you know, for his first two years at BYU, Zach Wilson looked like a fringe draftable prospect. And then um they got an offensive coordinator change and the offense changed for him and it opened it up and he was really um able to showcase his um you know his talent. But Everybody just kind of sees this Patrick Mahomes. Oh, he's really creative. He's got the live arm, um, everything, you know, you're kind of looking for the modern quarterback. Um, You know, I think that combined with Justin Fields having a couple of rough games this year against Indiana and um, Northwestern and Alabama wasn't 
was okay. Um, you know, I think that he's just like the flavor of the month. You know, I think that's really what it is. And I think that everybody looks kind of at Patrick Mahomes and says, well, like, why not this quarterback? Like all of those flaws that you used to say, like, wouldn't work in the NFL. Well, I just won a Super Bowl and went to another one playing in that kind of reckless style. So everybody thinks that they can hone um, Zach Wilson's talents then. But I, I don't think it's going to be that easy. You know, he's also going to the Jets. Said, He's going That's to the Jets, it. so it's kind of yeah. already failed. Like, yeah, the Chiefs have the like you know the best receiving core. Andy Reid's an offensive genius. I don't think the Jets have anything close to that. And their uh-huh. best receiver is going to be Corey Davis. So, yeah, Chiefs also traded up into the top ten to snag Mahomes after they like went to the playoffs the year before. So obviously a lot of differences. Justin, mm-hmm. I I don't get it. Like, can why is Zach Wilson going second overall? Uh, arm talent. That's pretty it. much the, um, no it's it's obviously not it like you you see the um the work that he put in last summer with uh quarterback coach john beck um he really if, i i remember i was reading something that john beck said it was something with his hips like he was doing something so it was it was clearly something that was pretty technical that he could work on and develop and, and get to the point where he looked as good as he did last year yeah he did have some bad games against some pretty good competition but there's so many like you can find quarterbacks anywhere like how many how many north dakota state quarterbacks are we about to have in league now we're gonna have two which is pretty crazy Mm, one and a half actually it's probably a half and a half so it really comes down to one yeah so uh, i mean it's just pretty crazy about how uh it's kind of gotten to this point and uh, i don't know i i've personally really liked zach wilson like when when the jaguars were looking like they were going to draft number two overall i was pretty sad with being okay with them taking zach wilson because i didn't think there was a chance the jaguars were going to jump the the jets and then all of a sudden the jets beat the rams and then they win the next week again i'm like wow this is incredible like um, i will clearly i will gladly take trevor lawrence but um i remember watching the game with nick too and Mm -hmm. he was so sad when the jets beat (laughs) when they beat the rams (laughs) i was like you're doing you're, you're taking one for the team thank you very much yeah Appreciate uh, that was that was pretty bad, and I think it was a double whammy, right? Because the more games the the Rams lose, the better the second draft pick the mm-hmm. Jets get. We'll get to some of those picks later, but I personally think it's ridiculous. Um, we'll get to the third pick here. We had San Francisco trade up with Miami. They went all the way to three. Miami moved back to twelve. Miami then moved up to six with the Eagles. We'll get to that a little bit later, but three first round picks to Miami, a third, and then maybe like a late swap for the third overall pick for San Francisco to say that Jimmy Garoppolo is totally their quarterback this year, guys. Don't you worry. <laughs> Definitely going to be taking someone. Justin, our odds man has San Francisco taking Justin Fields quarterback out of Ohio. The little T Ohio state university. I think he should be the second quarterback taken. I think you know Derek said it before. He had a couple rough games against Indiana and Northwestern, which I think you could say both of those defenses are significantly better than any defense. Zach Wilson faced all year. And then he went out and just completely took it to Clemson. Like was, <laughs> they dropped, it felt like they dropped 60 points. I don't think they did, but it felt like 49. they dropped 49. Okay. They yeah. dropped an insane amount of points on what is an actual defense. Mm-hmm. And he, that, that throw that what was that like the, maybe the fifth touchdown pass he threw that was like 60 yards in the air. Yeah. And then somehow his stock goes down because they played Alabama where they mm-hmm. lost half their team to COVID. It yeah. just doesn't make any sense. But Justin, talk to me, Justin Fields. In Kyle Shanahan's offense, that sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and especially because they have that connection going back to uh, it was like a quarterback a QB camp. academy. Yeah, yeah that, that that Kyle Shanahan helped coach. So and then clearly, like we saw the the uh, 
Justin Fields' second pro day, and Kyle Shanahan was right there. So was Matt Nagy. But let's let's be honest, like Nagy doesn't have a shot at getting him because we do think that Fields is going to go three overall to the Niners. Um, I don't know. I mean, he's a, he's a big, talented quarterback. Uh, there's a lot to like about his game. He's super athletic. I've I've heard him. I've heard people say that he's a he's a better throw. He's he's a he's a Cam Newton body but he throws much better than Cam Newton, which if you get that kind of a player, then that's a pretty um, mm-hmm. historic quarterback that you're creating right there. Um, they're, they're, he's not, wait, he's not as big as Cam Newton though, right? He's, no, he's, like he's s- only six, three, but he's okay. like 200 he's pounds. Thick. Yeah. 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 He's probably like two thirty. Yeah. He's a big boy. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, not yeah. like six, seven. He's not, not no, quite a linebacker. I've, I've heard the comparison of like a thicker Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. Kind oh, of, uh, um, mm, mm, let's uh, well, <laughs> let's lay off of that one uh, just in case. <laughs> just in terms uh, of physicality, <laughs> just in case we'll lay off that one. Um, sorry, Justin, keep going. Oh, you're muted. Oh, you're frozen. Get froze. Oh, you're back. <laughs> oh, there it goes. Better now. <laughs> you're good. Um, yeah, I, I mean, th- including the reason that we think that um, th- we thought that it was going to be like a smoke screen going out to number three. So everyone kept saying Mac Jones, Mac Jones, Mac Jones, um, for whatever reason, the smoke screen is, we're not entirely sure yet. I'm sure it'll come out eventually, or maybe it never will, but fields is clearly the better quarterback. Like why would you trade all those assets up to get Mac Jones when you could have stayed mm-hmm. where you were to get Mac Jones? Like it just didn't make any sense. Um, unless the league is that much higher on Jones than, than fields and the rest of the quarterback class. But I'd rather have trade Lance. I'd rather have, uh, I'd rather have, uh, I'm not going to say Kellen Mond or Kyle Trask, but I mean, I would rank Mac Jones as the fifth quarterback in this class. So I would clearly take the fields here at three. Yeah. I think if Mac Jones does go that high, that would be a better comparison to Joe Burrow, uh, Derek, mm-hmm. right? Like what Joe Burrow did yeah. last year, he was kind of a third round, fourth round draft prospect. Yeah. Kind of what people fifth round. Oh, yeah. I literally remember at the end of last season asking Justin, I was like, what are the chances Mac Jones is drafted? He's like, nah, he's, he's really not that good. And <laughs> I mean, like, that's not yeah. a knock on you. It just turns out if you go a year with, mm-hmm. I don't know, two of the probably best wide receiver prospects we've seen. in let's call it the last 10. Um, mm-hmm. One dude goes out there, wins the Heisman. The only reason he won the Heisman was because the other dude broke his ankle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's kind of hard to, to be bad. And then you say like, well, damn good for Tua that he had four of the best wide receiver yeah. prospects that we've seen in the last 10 years. And it's not too much of a surprise. Plus, to see why plus he's so good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, he's the first round pick next year. It's like kind of like, well, we'll see. We'll see. No, he is. It's we'll I watch the offense next year, whoever the quarterback is, that dude's going to get the ball a million times. And everyone's gonna be like, wow, he's really good. Isn't he? That's pretty <laughs> cool. Um, so yeah, I think Justin Fields could go number two overall. I'm kind of glad he's not because the Jets would just ruin him. I think he's going to be yeah. a lot of fun, especially in that Kyle Shanahan offense. Uh, and then we have a our first mock trade. So that San Francisco-Miami trade, that was real. That happened in real life. Uh, we have our first mock trade. We have Denver trading up from nine up to four to Atlanta. And Derek decided they take Trey Lance, North Dakota State University product. Yeah. Uh, Carson Wentz, that's the only thing I got. How does it, how, like, obviously we did this cause we think it's realistic, but mm-hmm. I guess give me a little bit more on how, how a trade like this, you actually might see working out. People are saying Atlanta should draft a quarterback. Matt Ryan's definitely on like the 17th hole at this point. People are saying <laughs> Atlanta could do a lot of things. They need offensive line help. They, they can mm-hmm. use another receiver, especially Julio Jones is going to be gone. Why do you think Denver's in a spot that they could trade up from nine to four and potentially grab their next new 
quarterback mm-hmm. of the future because I think they've had like four in the last five years, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's been, you know, a bit of a rough go for them. So that's kind of what they need to figure out. Um, I do actually kind of like Drew Locke. I just think that he's probably, you know, a guy who plays 10 years as a backup um, as opposed to being like a solid starter. So the roster for the Broncos is pretty good. I mean, their receiving core is really good. Melvin Gordon, um, Peyton Lindsey in the backfield. Their offensive line, which had sucked for – number of years finally came together in the back half of the season. Um, defense could use a little bit of work, but it's nothing, you know, like a major overhaul. I mean, quarterback is really the only thing that they need to start becoming competitive. So, um, you know, it's either him or Mac Jones. And I think that what that, you know, John Elway typically is looking for, I mean, I know he's not making the decisions anymore, but the physical talent that Trey Lance brings can take advantage of the speed that's on that team. You know, like they can be a really dangerous offense if Trey Lance is able to develop. That's a huge question, but, you know, if you're if you're not confident your franchise quarterback is on the roster, you got to start making some moves. So, you know, if you feel that Drew Locke isn't it, then it makes the most sense in the world to take Trey Lance. You know, I feel like Mac Jones, is he a better physical prospect than Drew Locke? Really? Does anybody think that? I don't I mean, you know, they're probably the same physically, but um, I think you just got to go for broke. I mean, I know Trey Lance has a lot of problems, but the physical talent is there. And if you can get him in a system where he's comfortable, you know, he can really thrive then. So I watched maybe a quarter of the one game that he played no, this year. No, don't watch that one at all. I'm just, don't, don't watch that one. This is my show. <laughs> just give me, give me a second. I need to kind of lead up to it. So they had a uh, showcase, let's call it, where he played in a single game, and they pretty much just allowed everyone on North Dakota State to just play a game, so they had a little bit of tape from this year. He looked right. terrible, but as Justin yeah. said, don't pay attention to too much of that. It was one game, again, like you really can't take too much from it. But what did you see in his first two years of college that was like, he's definitely worthy of a top five pick? Or is it also the fact that there are really no quarterback prospects next year that are going to be coming out and people are going to be great? Uh, I think it's it's kind of a mix of both. You know, again, you can't – if you – like I said, you know, I don't think the Broncos really believe that Drew Locke is their quarterback of the future. And, you know, as guys continue to get older, football is such a physical game – you can't ask these guys to say, hey, we're just going to suck ass this year, try and get another top five pick next year where we can be in a position to grab something. You know, you can't do that. So when you're just in this kind of position, you just kind of got to go for broke. And, I mean, you have to have confidence in your scouting and your um, offensive staff that they can develop him, you know. And I don't know if they can. Maybe they can, but, I mean – Shit, you know, you're putting him in like the e- one of the easiest positions in the world, throwing to like uh, Noah Fan and Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, Jerry Judy. and KJ Hamler. Yeah, KJ Hamler and having Tim Patrick yep. coming out of the backfield. I mean, you know, it's it's about as ideal of a situation. He probably won't have to start. You know, you put Locke out there for the first six to eight games or something like that, and then let Lance go in and start taking his lumps and you know figure it out. Oof. So it is a scary, it is a scary, scary prospect because, you know, I watched it it was Matt Miller um, from Bleacher Report was immediately coming out and saying like, 
he was a better prospect than Fields. I'm like, no way. Like, so I went and watched him, and I think he threw 28 touchdowns as like a, yeah. to zero interceptions in like his first year. But I mean, I'd say half of them are to wide open wide receivers, and then another half of those are probably like you know big yards after catch touchdowns. A screenplay, so, yeah, yeah, like a screenplay that goes the distance. So you know. Is he ready for an NFL offense? I don't know, but he's such a physically talented guy. I think you got to give it a shot. He's he's also coming to a team that's very well put together. Like for as as much as we like to make fun of John Elway and like his quarterback woes, like the way he's drafted some of these guys, the rest of the team is very well built. Like they they are yeah. definitely a team that could, if the quarterback play um, is better than last year, they could be up there in the playoffs. They they could challenge. I, I don't want to say they they could challenge the Chiefs because that's that's very hard to do. But they could very much be in play for that second wild card and then possibly yeah. working their way throughout the playoffs. And the other big thing is, you know, look at the three other teams that are in that division, the Raiders, the Chiefs and the Chargers. Those are three really high scoring teams. So, you know, you've got a ton of speed at all these wideout positions. And Trey Lance is a guy who can push the ball down the field. So if he really can master the touch and the offense, that team can put up a shitload of points, too. He's also going to be super athletic enough to be able to play pretty quickly. Like he, he'll be able to, he'll, they'll find ways to like use design runs, get the ball out quickly. The nice thing is Jerry Judy is such a smooth route runner that he will find ways to get open. Sutton's such a big target that you can throw him the ball mm-hmm. wherever. And Tim Patrick and KJ Hamler are just both like Fast. nice speed guys. Deep. So yeah, you, you'll find yeah. ways to make him like you'll you'll integrate him into that offense pretty mm-hmm. quickly, and like, then you just let him use his legs and then just let him let him go. Why can't mm-hmm. Drew Locke do that? Because Drew Locke's not a good quarterback. Damn, I thought he was like almost a good quarterback. He had good stretches for like those four games of the of his rookie year, and then last year just kind of. I mean, granted, yes, he did. He didn't have Cortland Sutton, so that that was a huge blow. You had Jerry Judy coming in as a rookie with the COVID year, so so hardly any uh, like they they couldn't work out together. So there was a lot going against them, but it it just doesn't look like Drew Drew Locke has taken the steps necessary enough to to kind of get through um, the rigors of being an NFL quarterback. Yeah, consistency just isn't there. You know, he looks good for, you know, spurts, but it's all about putting it together for a full game. I guess we'll see. But that's interesting. So we have four quarterbacks going in the top four, which hasn't actually been like, yeah, it's never happened before. I think we've had three in the top three, right? I feel like we've had three in the top Uh, three before. We've never had four in the top four. I don't know. Um, I think I've uh, always just heard of one, two. I don't know if it's hmm. ever been one, two, three. Well, there we go. Maybe we have double history being made when we're <laughs> uh, drinking beer uh, at Derek's new house. There, <laughs> I, would, I, would be ang- I would not be angry about that, but it would be interesting. There's a lot of fun prop bets out there um, mm-hmm. over under five and a half quarterbacks being taken in the first round. Uh, heavy juice on the under because there's almost a guaranteed five, but there mm-hmm. might be a six that slips in there. So there's yeah, a lot of fun. Maybe ones. Davis Mills. Maybe Greeny's been talking Kellen about Mond. it. Kellen Mond sucks. Mm-hmm. Kellen I Mond I've watched a lot of college football, <laughs> especially over the last ten years that that dude's been playing college football. He's not very good. I mean, he's way way more athletic, way faster than me. But I've watched too much football to know that he is not going to be a good college quarterback. <laughs> Just going to say that right now. So it is what it is. Let's move on. That's enough about the quarterbacks. Let's get somewhere else. So we have number five, Cincinnati Bengals. This is Justin's pick, taking Mm -hmm. Jamar Chase, wide receiver out of LSU. So the Bengals, I guess you could say lose A.J. Green. He kind of didn't even really play that hard last year. 147 targets last year, I think. Did he really? 
something so yeah, something crazy. But he had like just, 47 kept, catches. They kept force feeding him the ball. It was the lowest catch percentage in like the last five years remember, or something. He some had one game with like nine targets and one catch. It was, yeah, it was yeah. something ridiculous like that. Um, So he's gone, but he's kind of like, he's, we remember AJ Green from like 2016, 2020 AJ Green is not the same thing. Um, I guess subtraction, addition by subtraction, John Ross is finally gone. So you don't have to really about, Jer- uh, yeah, Derek and I get to, get to watch him pretend to play football for a little bit. So shout out John Ross. Um, I completely 100% vehemently disagree with this pick. I think it Joe Burrow got his legs smashed because Mm -hmm. they have a terrible offensive line. Yep. It's nice to have wide receivers, but if you don't have enough time to throw the ball to anyone who the fuck cares who your wide receivers are. (laughs) So is this a you pick? Do you no. think this is the best pick, or this, this is, is you think the Bengals are this stupid that they're going to take I a wide receiver? Ninety-five percent sure they're going to go Jamar Chase. Wow, with the fifth pick, I um, do want to say this one thing. I do too, Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase, what he did two years ago mm-hmm. was insane. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely ridiculous what he did to that Clemson team in the national championship game. All of it, they just ridiculous. Them. He was amazing. Touchdowns, he embarrassed everybody. Easily one of the best. Again, we keep saying it because I think it's true. One of the best wide receiver prospects we're going to see in a really long time. And he he did he didn't rise up the draft boards until I think people saw him at his pro day and they're like, oh holy shit, we forgot what this guy was. So it's cool that he's still going up top. But why why not Penisul here? Why not any other offensive tackle at this point? Because this is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So the way this draft has come together, there's so many offensive tackle prospects that the way the Bengals are going to view it is that they can see they, they can get the number one wide receiver. They can get the number one left tackle, or you can wait to the top of the second round. You're not going to take one of those wide receivers just because you already have, you already have two number two wide receivers. So there's no reason to add a third one to that grouping. So you'd rather have the number one wide receiver and then go Sam Cosme from Texas or Dylan Raidens from North Dakota State. There's so many left tackles that they could take at the top of the second round that, or you trade back into the first round, depending on where the, the run of offense, offense tackles goes. But um, I think this is probably the, See, because I, I was even talking to Derek about this. I was like, I, I've been wavering back and forth. It's like, what makes the most sense? Like, would you rather, like, I would obviously, I would rather have Penny Sewell, but I get that there's already an established connection between Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Chase is a freak athlete. Like, he's, he's going to come and he's going to dominate cornerbacks right from the beginning. Like, he was dominating SEC cornerbacks two years ago. Many of them are already in the NFL and they're decent, like Trayvon Diggs. Like, there there's some decent quarterback, cornerbacks there. Um, but as far as Penny Sewell, there's been a lot of um, – uh, they might be smoke screens. It might be real. I'm not quite sure what's going on. But there's a lot of – he could be an incredible left guard. Like he's, he's 6'6", 6'7", 335 pounds. So he's, he's, he's a fairly large left tackle to begin with. But there's a lot of people saying that he would be better suited at left guard. I don't see – I see a left tackle. And if I see a left tackle, I'm going to take a left tackle if I need the offensive line help. They do have Jonah, yeah. William, Jonah Williams coming back. But he's also been hurt every uh, the, the the past couple of years. He's been in the league, so um, th- there's a lot that hasn't gone well with the Bengals in their free agency ads. But with how deep this offensive tackle class is, you might as well just grab that guy in the second round. What like Joe Burrow got hurt pretty late in the year, didn't he? Wasn't like week yeah. 13, 14? Yeah. Like, yep. what are the chances he even plays this coming year? He's supposed um, to be on track for a full recovery by the season. Yeah, because really? I, I think he yeah. tore his ACL. I don't think he tore his meniscus or oh, PCL. LCL. I thought he tore like everything. I don't think he did. I but don't I, remember. I can look but, it up. 
It was sad. Yeah. I mean, that's why I just don't agree with this pick at all. Yeah. I just <laughs> I mean, think. Oh, we, we, Derek, right. We, we did talk back and forth. Like, I, like, do you understand yeah. the reason? Lie to him, Derek. It? No, no. I no. Do what are you talking about? We never said that. <laughs> I do understand the logic and where you're coming from. I just totally think it's bullshit. <laughs> like, quite honestly. Like, I, I'm just saying. I, mean, I would also take Penny Sewell, but I do yeah. get both sides of the argument for this one. Yeah. I mean, I just think that like Riley Rife is what, 34 years old. Like mm-hmm. he's not a long-term solution at left ta- or right tackle. Yep. Jonah Williams has played 10 out of a possible 32 games in his career so far. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he's not an exactly um, the model of durability. So yep. I think that um, Sewell just makes the most sense. And I mean, you know, look, all you have to do is like, look at the Super Bowl. a team full of stud receivers could muster nine points because their quarterback was getting, a, you know, massacred behind the line. Um, you, you can't, you can't put Joe Burrow on Jeffrey again. You can't let him tear his ACL two years in a row. Like you got to get him protection. And I know it's a deep class for tackles. It's also a deep class for receivers. Um, it all starts with keeping your quarterback protected. So they they like have the solid, obvious choice. They have so as Justin, as you already said, they already have two number two wide receivers, right? Yeah. Like they, mm-hmm. they have Tyler Boyd, um, T Higgins, T Higgins, he and, and, and Auden Tate looked pretty good last year too. You essentially have two twos mm-hmm. and like a two and a half. Like you have yep. some legitimate receivers out there. So yep. I just yeah. don't, personally, I think it's ridiculous. Uh, I, you guys also know how I feel. I think taking a wide receiver in the top, like 15 is completely of waste. Like it makes that <laughs> no sense to me because wide receivers are the icing on the cake. I hate Colin Cowherd, but he said that. And I was like, Holy shit. I totally agree with it. So <laughs> shout out Colin Cowherd for that one. But I don't know. It's interesting. It's so here, let's actually move to the next pick. Cause I think this, this is, I think like a good example of, of how that always doesn't work. Miami, they traded back to 12, then up to six. Now they have the opportunity to take Kyle Pitts. And it says tight end, but it really doesn't matter. He's just an yeah. offensive freak. Offensive weapons. Now, the thing about Miami is they almost went to the playoffs. They won 10 games last year. They are in a position where they could really use an offensive weapon. They have a solid offensive line. They have a solid defense. They have wide receivers, but it wouldn't hurt to get another one. Tua looks terrified and might <sighs> actually end up sucking. Hopefully he doesn't, <laughs> but we'll see. This is a way you could see it. Derek, talk to me a little bit. Was there anywhere else you could have went with this? Or I mean, again, Penixel was still on the board. Yeah. It Sewell doesn't was... hurt to just take a really good left <laughs> tackle at six, right? Sewell was definitely, um, you know, probably the other pick that I really went back and forth on with this. But, um, you know, they did invest a first-round pick into a tackle last year in Austin Jackson. Um so I think it's – and he played every game, I'm pretty sure. So, you know, I, there's no real durability concern with him. Got to let get, um, give him some more time to develop. So I think that it's just, a you know, you want to give to a – you know, like we were just talking about, play with four of, like, the best wide receiver prospects in the last decade at Alabama. Well, if you're really not sure about him, I guess try and replicate that, you know. Yeah. Um, Devontae Parker finally came on strong the last couple of years. Looks good. They signed Will Fuller. Um, Mike Gusecki is a really good tight end, like super athletic. And then if you bring Kyle Pitts, I mean, you can line him up so many different places on that offense, get creative with him, split him out wide by himself, do inline, line him up as like an H-back. Like you can do anything you want with him. And I think that it's – it's something that would really help to his development. And, you know, if 
if the offense isn't clicking, then I think you kind of have your answer with him. But um, I think that you, this was the intent of the Dolphins when they traded back up was really trying to get Kyle Pitts. Or even just one of those other, like mm-hmm. any of those receivers, right? Yeah, Again, they're pretty like, much guaranteed to get somebody that would be, yeah. in, you know, if they do go as Sewell, I mean, he'll probably immediately start a left tackle. They reshuffle the offensive line, but. It's something. Justin, you're a Florida fan. I, I watched a lot of Kyle Pitts this year. That dude is an absolute freak. Tell me, tell me something Derek didn't. I'm just, I'm so sad to see him leave Florida. Like he, he <laughs> was staying in Miami. I know, but he was incredible the last two years. And I, I remember watching him uh, in 2019 and just being like, okay, this kid's going to be an absolute freak. And then 2020, it's like, okay, this kid is certified freak. Like he's going to be incredible the next, like he's just a mismatched nightmare, 6'5, 240 pounds, runs like the wind, cuts very well. Like he's pretty agile and athletic for that, that, that size. And I, I forget what they said his wingspan was, but it was like, like 84 eight, inches. Eight, yeah. It was like eight feet long. Like this is <laughs> absolutely, it, it's oh, the wow. longest, it's the longest, or it's the largest wingspan they've seen at an offensive skill player in the last 10 years. Like he, it literally hangs past his knees. Like the catch radius that he has. I remember they used to talk about Justin Blackman and his, uh, his catch radius was the size of a two car garage. Pitts is like five inches taller than him and has a larger wingspan. So he has the size, mm-hmm. what, what is his wingspan? Like the size of a three car garage. Like I, like yeah. Tua, Tua can't miss that guy. But when you also line him up with Mike Kosicki, with Will Fuller, with Devontae Parker. Um, Preston just, Williams, maybe. Yeah, like you have yeah. so many it's weapons that you, you can go to. And then I'm sure that at some point they'll draft a running back. Um, mm. The offensive line will look better if they want to take another. Like the, the offensive line class is very deep. Like we were just yeah, talking about. they got about, the pick so. at 18. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of different ways that they can they can go with this. Plus they also have an extra first in the 2023. So like there, there's so much. 22 there. and 23. Yes, but because of the trade that they had from this, they, they got one, an extra one in 2023. Mm-hmm. And do they have another one next year from the Texans? Um, or is that, is that, part I thought of the it was over, but I have a two ready. this year and a one. No, this they year. Fleece the yeah. Texans. yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, that's uh that's the way it goes. And they, we'll they fleece Bill O'Brien. Yeah. True. Shout out Laramie Tunsil. Gas mask yeah. bong yes. turns into uh turns into like 18 picks with the Dolphins and like 64 million guaranteed for him. Not that was that was one of the craziest draft day stories ever. Not a bad day. Like it was like f- literally 15 minutes before the draft. I was yeah, I was hanging we out were, over. Yeah, we, we were, were at Sunders. Sunders. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We're like, uh, what uh, is this? I just remember awesome. John Gruden being pissed. Just <laughs> I don't understand this. It's your draft day and a video like this, like just being so damn pissed off. <laughs> What's up, CJ? How you doing? Um, CJ. Uh, brother. Uh, let's brother. move on. All right. Back to the odds. We have Detroit taking Jalen Waddle, wide receiver out of Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, not Devontae Smith, who ended up winning the Heisman this year. Not yep. Devontae Smith, who I, what did he do in the first half, Derek? 215 yards, two touchdowns. And it was just like, an absolute joke. Watching Devontae Smith run is just fun, honestly. Like it, he's yeah. it's like Arian he Foster. Glides. Like he's gliding, and it's just like, yeah. how did you just get twenty yards and pass everybody? But whatever. Jalen Waddle yeah. is also absolutely incredible. Um, mm-hmm. He's been on Alabama for the last couple of years. He's done his thing. Again, totally disagree with this pick. Why the fuck are we giving Jared Goff a wide receiver? Nobody cares. Give him offensive line help. Do something. Yeah. The Detroit Lions are not a wide receiver away from being good. Okay, Why so, are they taking Jalen Waddle here? So one of my one of my favorite stats about Jalen Waddle at the time when Jalen Waddle got hurt, he had 13 less catches than Devontae Smith, 
but 74 more receiving yards. Just put those like it's incredible what he can do. And when Dan Campbell, I think during his um, during his introductory presser, he biting he was talking yeah he was talking about biting kneecaps and all those other sound bites, which is great. Um, one thing he said that he's like, we need guys who can get freaking open, and Jalen Waddle yeah. can get freaking open. Like there's yeah. a he's so much better. He's so much more refined than Henry Ruggs when he came out. Like Henry Ruggs was just a one. He was a nine route. He was a go route. That's all mm. he could do. That's all he was good at. Jalen Waddle, you give him a screen, you can have him uh, five yard, ten yard slants, post routes, digs, anything you need him to do. He can run. He can catch. He can do it all. He has some lapses in in, in catches every now and then, but I'm sure at that point at Alabama he was just bored because they were just beating up on scrubs. Um, but he he is a certified freak. But I, like like we've been wavering back and forth with a lot of these picks just because it's so hard. Like we, they could have easily gone Penny Sewell, but Taylor Decker played so well left tackle last mm-hmm. year for the Lions. Like, like you weren't just gonna take Penny Sewell and like you could throw him at guard if you wanted to. Would you rather get a wide receiver you that you would be able to find later? Yeah. I would mean, it be a waste? Or is having a good offensive line not like one of the most important things in football? It no, is like, because because Decker is a good left tackle, and you can find a right tackle a lot more easily in a mid round. Uh-huh. It makes it, more sense to it, not. Also, because the know. rest of your offensive line is very young, like Jonah Jackson, Frank Ragnow, Logan Sternberg, mm-hmm. and Tyrell Crosby. Like it's a young offensive line that's going to gel and mold together. Yes, you could take mm-hmm. Penny School and you could throw him in there, but you can also find another guard or right tackle option to get uh, to just plug and play if you wanted to um I, you guys both of you have told me too many times that penny school could turn out to be joe thomas i yes. don't give a fuck who your left tackle is <laughs> you take joe thomas literally every single time you say taylor decker you're gonna be amazing on the right side now look at that you have a good you have an incredible mm-hmm. offensive line if your left tackle well, moved right I mean, tackle and your left tackle is fucking joe thomas i just i don't get it like i've seen so many <laughs> bad offensive lines the last 15 years of my goddamn life my well, boss hard life. I'm, sorry. I'm I don't it doesn't matter. Anybody you put anybody back there. Take Fitzpatrick, mm-hmm. put him back there. I don't care. It's just so frustrating. I don't get it. But Jalen Waddle's gonna be fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just I don't know. For me, it's like, you know, you don't have to really worry too much about keeping Jared Goff healthy. It's pretty clear. I mean, it kind of sucks <laughs> to say, but like uh, you know, it's, it's, it's clear that he's not gonna be the um you know, he's not going to be the guy going forward. And their offensive line isn't terrible, but now their receiving court is. They Like, I don't even know who the hell's projected to start. Tyra Williams. Nice. Okay, Ooh, yeah. Really? So, he signed with the Lions? Yeah, he signed with the Lions. Yeah. Good for him. <laughs> good for him, I guess. Good for um, the Lions, too. Um, Quintus Cephas looked pretty good. Like, he wasn't yeah. terrible. And, and they also signed Brashad Perryman. Oh, okay. Gives a shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like like you have a bunch of like wide receiver threes. Like they they definitely yeah. needed something to just kind of change up the offense. And I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, in a in a draft that has like an absurd amount of explosive wide receivers like Chase and Devonta Smith and Kadarius Tony and Rondell Moore mm-hmm. and Elijah Moore, Jalen Waddle probably is the most explosive. Mm-hmm. I mean, he really. You put him at a punt return or a kick return, or he takes him to the house. I mean, he's just like an insanely dynamic. His um, two years ago, 2019, against Auburn, I think he had four total touchdowns or like five total touchdowns to basically keep them in the game, mm-hmm. which they ended up losing. But like, I mean, he is just an absurd playmaker, and he's only like five ten, maybe five eleven, but he just gets open and it's insane to watch. So you. 
you know, he's fun. Put somebody out there. You yeah. know, you can't you can't realistically go into a season with Tyrell Williams and Brashad Perriman. <laughs> your number one. <laughs> yeah, probably not the best. Um, but as you said, there are a lot of wide receivers. Derek and I and, and Justin as well. We've been doing a lot of mock drafts, um, <laughs> trying to find those receivers in round three and round two and round four. And there's still some names, still some people you know out there. But yeah, these guys at the top, they are uh, they are absolutely something. So let's move on because finally, again. Joe Thomas. You guys told me multiple times guy might end up being Joe Thomas. Don't know why he's going eight, but he's going eight to the Carolina Panthers. This was Derek's pick. Penny Sewell out of offensive tackle out of Oregon. If you don't know his name, it's because he sat out of last year and football is what have you done for me lately sport. So it really doesn't, you know, everyone's starting to talk about him again, but I can understand why you forgot about him. Yeah, he was one of the high, most highly touted prospects coming out of high school, if I'm not mistaken. Goes to Oregon, does everything that you need to, and then said, they can really only go down from here. So let yeah. me sit out. Um, maybe he had actual concerns. I don't know, whatever. But Penny Sewell going to Carolina to protect Sam Darnold. So mm-hmm. I guess that's the other side of the coin, right? So yeah. Who are you protecting? I mean, but talk to me, Derek. Well, I think that that's why this makes the most sense is you know, Sam Darnold's a total reclamation project at this point. Um, I think it was actually a pretty good deal for the Panthers. You know, the most he gave up is a second round pick next year. Um, You know, for a guy that was taken third overall a couple years ago, um, you know, Darnold was in a really awful situation with, you know, he played for the Jets who had nobody were coached by Adam Gase, who's probably the most incompetent head coach I've ever seen in my life. Um, you know, and now he goes to a situation where, okay, instead he's throwing to DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson and has Christian McCaffrey and his head coach is Matt Rule, who's pretty, you know, was a really Seems successful, to be yeah, a really um, successful college coach at Baylor after their scandal. And, and then it was at Temple, Temple. Yeah, yeah, it was like Temple. good at Temple. And then when, and he was, um, I didn't know this. Apparently he was a Giants assistant coach. I think mm-hmm. he was assistant yeah. offensive line coach something or something like that, that like 10 years ago. But, um, you know, and then your offensive coordinator is Joe Brady. So if there's any kind of situation that can possibly bring Darnold back from the dead, I think this is it. And you want to help him in any way possible. So, yes, like I said, I think Penny School has potential to be like the next Joe Thomas. Um, you know, you draft him and he's a day one starter and you, Donald is in an infinitely better situation than he was in New York. So yeah, I, last year they kind of had an offensive line, but I'm really mm-hmm. not going to give it to him. No. Um, it wasn't very good. Yeah. It still wasn't very good. Uh, they T- had T- Taylor Moen's a hell of a right tackle though. Like that, that he, that, there's a reason they franchise the right tackle. Like he's a, he's a freak. Matt mm-hmm. Paradis looked pretty good. Pat Elf line, but they're the left Beckton. side of the line is just bad. Well, what about Beckton? Wasn't he really good? Are oh, you talking about the Jets? Talking about Jets. The I'm talking about the Jets. Oh, sorry, sorry. sorry. But they they were okay. The Jets' offensive line was okay. Uh, mm-hmm. But now again, if you add Penny Sewell to yeah. this offensive line, uh, then th- they traded for Trey, Trey Turner, the other Trey Turner last year, um, and then they just cut him. If I'm not mistaken, <laughs> yeah, got yeah. rid of him. So I guess yeah. he wasn't that good. Probably a cap casualty at that point. But it's going to be interesting. Again, if it's Joe Thomas, just just take the guy. Like I don't think mm-hmm. it's. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, this is the second year in a row that Carolina's picking at eight. Last year they took Derek Brown and. I don't think I heard his name once. So, 
run stuffing defensive tackle. There you go. Top yep. 10. Derek Again, and I argued there, about him. There's certain things you do in the top 10. There's certain things <laughs> you don't. Pro on that one. Yeah. I was way <laughs> off with him. It was only one year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Things You got four more. See what happens. Um, so before, uh, I guess since Derek was evens and Justin's was odds, you guys had to discuss this trade. It only makes the yeah. most sense. Mm-hmm. So Atlanta traded with Denver. Denver moved up to four to take Trey Lance. Uh, so Atlanta is here at this uh, number nine spot. They need a lot of help in a lot of different places. Uh, weirdly enough, Dan Quinn gets fired and their defense got like kind of okay after that. Which is kind of funny. Like, which is <laughs> really more um, I don't know how much you want to like read into that uh, from they didn't care. They didn't play for. They were actually were this good. The scheme was wrong. I can't really say too much about that. But I am very jealous that Justin has Micah Parsons, linebacker out of Penn State going to Atlanta at number nine overall. Talk to me, Justin. What's this guy got? Yeah, he's, he's also another opt-out. Um, he's a do-it-all linebacker. He can he can blitz off the edge. He can blitz from the middle. He can he can cover. He can uh, just just tackle everything that comes into the gravity around him. Like he's, he, he's just another freak at linebacker. He's just an athletic guy. He's a big dude. Um, there's, so, there's so much to like about him. And the reason that a lot of people are talking about him falling is character concerns. And he's had some issues. Um, there's a, there was a bullying case and I correct me if I'm wrong, Derek, there's, there was something else also that, um, that he's also done that, uh, it's causing him to fall down boards a little bit. Also the fact that a lot of the teams aren't able to meet with him in person multiple times. They can do zoom interviews with as only so much you can get out of a zoom interview. Um, all those, all those meetings. Like the, they always say that the biggest thing at the combine is the fact that they get all these face-to-face meetings with these kids, and they they put them through four or five days of pretty much it's it's hell because they don't let them sleep, they barely feed them, they do a lot of things that just break them, and then they bring them in interviews, they do psych- psychiatric <laughs> exams, and they're just like, okay, how are you going to crack? Like, what's wrong with you? Where are you going? And they're they're asking questions like, is your mother a prostitute and stuff like that? Mm. Like, there, there's so much that they're trying to do to try and get these kids to crack to see like if you're able to take it if if you're able to come to the NFL and and be the the man that they want you to be um and i think that athletically physically uh, Micah Parsons is that guy he he's he's incredible but but there, there's those character concerns. Yeah, I was going to say. There we was just a... don't know. Like, And that, that's the problem. It's like, we, we can talk about this all we want, but we don't know anything about him. Like, we, I've, never, I've never met him personally. I can't say, I can't speak to his character. Mm-hmm. And all this is just like these little Twitter rumors that I keep floating around, which who knows is a smokescreen. Oh. Who knows what, what's actually real and what's fake. Derek, correct me if I'm wrong, but Urban Meyer uh, stopped recruiting this guy because he was a scumbag. No, no, it's not because that. that. No, like, that's, that's not what uh, happened. It's uh, because... It's because Parsons was um, – he came to an Ohio State game when there was game day, and Kirk Herbstreet being a fucking dope brought him <laughs> up, like, on stage, like, while the cameras were rolling and stuff so like that, which to- is a huge NC- – which is, like, a pretty big <laughs> NCAA violation. Mm-hmm. So um, their, their punishment for that infraction was that they couldn't communicate with Michael Parsons anymore. So – if he wanted to just come in without talking to the coaching staff until he got on campus, he could have done that, but it was, you know, like still, you know, months away. So love it. But like, yeah, there is that. And then, um, I don't know. It's the, the opt out, uh, you know, some people make a big deal about it. I think you got to protect your body and, and, you know, play for yourself sometimes. So yeah. I, I, to me, it, it doesn't matter to me that he opted out. Um, 
He was going to be a top 20 pick regardless. Like, yeah, he, he, yeah. he could easily go as high as top 10 or he could, he could fall to the Raiders or something like yeah. that. Like, I can't see him falling. He's not going to fall out the first round. Like, he's going to be a millionaire by the end of uh, well, by this okay. day, two weeks. And even if he is a little immature, I mean, I think that there's enough veteran presence in the Atlanta locker room, yeah. you know, that can kind of keep him in line too. So. And they desperately needed defense. Like yeah, that offense, yeah. that offense yeah. is pretty. Yeah. That offense is pretty set. And if you get him blitzing, you get Dante Feller going. Grady Jarrett's a pretty great defensive tackle, and mm-hmm. like the rest of the linebacking core is just kind of whatever. Like there, there's, yeah. there's there's so much that's wrong with that defense. But mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's all going to come down to how does Arthur Smith handle this offense? Does he get Julio Jones? Does he get his touchdown? Uh, his touchdown regression, the other regression, like to go up progression. the way. Pro, Positive regression, mm. uh, however it works. Um, but yeah, he he just needs to he he needs to get this team going the right way, and like he's going to be a run heavy scheme, just the coming from the Titans, coming from from the Derrick Henry tree. Like he's he's going to find a way to to get this offense going. He's not going to be he's not going to be that as pass heavy as previous Atlanta Falcon teams have been. Like they're going to find a way to grind out games. <laughs> nice crack with nice Todd Gurley's beers. <laughs> no, yeah. Todd Gurley's no, not on that team anymore. I, I, uh, no, he's still no free. Yeah, okay, he was, 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 was a one year deal. Um, they'll, they'll probably end up drafting Javante Williams in the second round or if, or if ET or Etienne, sorry, I keep saying it wrong. And, and, and Najee Harris, one of them's going to be there in the second round. I could very easily see them grabbing one of those guys in the second round. I also know the lions are going to draft, uh, um, running back in the second round because they've kind of made that like a yearly thing at this point. So <laughs> I think they like DeAndre there. Swift just a little bit. Uh, I think be, I think be okay. no, and they just all, they also just signed uh, Jamal Williams in free agency. So eh, it's still the lines <laughs> um, moving on number 10 pick Dallas. So this is the run of NFC East teams, uh, which is hilarious. Shout out the Eagles for picking the after the Giants and the Cowboys purposely. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta love uh you gotta love Sacrificing that. Sacrificing um, a chance to draft Kyle Pitts or Devonta Smith, maybe, or mm-hmm. Chase when for your best a Dolphins is Greg first Ward. round pick for a Dolphins first round pick <laughs> next year, which if all goes just kind of mediocre, is gonna be somewhere around 2025. So yeah. yeah. God damn. I hate Boss Hog. I hate the Eagles. Uh Dallas, Patrick Sotan the second cornerback out of Alabama. First cornerback yeah. coming off the board. Mm-hmm. Dallas needs cornerback help. We know that. They have Trayvon mm-hmm. Diggs, also out of Alabama, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, talk yep. to me, Derek. Uh, Patrick Sertan's been great this year. So why him? Yeah. Why now? <laughs> why not? Time's right. Um, you know, they're all or yeah, their defense was putrid last year. I mean, they couldn't stop anybody. Um, you know, it's basically at the uh defensive line and secondary are both just horrendous. They like couldn't get any pressure on quarterbacks and that makes life hell for a secondary when they have to guard guys for five, six seconds. Um, so I think that pass rush is probably a little bit more preferable for Dallas, but um, nobody fits the, you know, the value at 10 here. Um, I like Sertan a lot. He's a pretty, you know, pretty good athlete. He's battle tested. Um, I think he started two and a half years at Alabama, you know, he got better each year, which is something I'd love to see in players. Um, you know, he's he's the prototype too. He's like 6'2, 210, 215, like with really long arms. Um, in a system where he can get up to the line and muscle people around, he's really good. Um, you know, he's 
he's not the greatest athlete. Like, you know, you see, like, um, who's the top corner? Okuda was the top corner last year. Okuda's, like, definitely more athletic. You know, I think the thing is Sertan has a lot of really good, great um, straight line speed, but some underneath stuff can get him mixed up. But he's still a really good player, and you desperately need corners. So it just seems like a pretty easy pick unless they feel like they want to trade back and get a pass rusher at a better value. O- Okuda was also a great press man corner. Yeah. Certain, like he, like Dan Quinn's cover three defense. That's, that's the scheme that he's going to run while he's, he's going to be, he's transitioning from Atlanta to uh, the defensive coordinator as the Cowboy. Like he's going to run mm-hmm. into cover three scheme and Certain came from a cover three scheme at yeah. Alabama. So it's just like a match made in heaven kind of thing. Like granted, it's always, yeah. always kind of hard to like, to, to go with like these, like you can't always rely on the defensive coordinator when it's not when the mm-hmm. head coach isn't a defensive head coach. Like you don't know what scheme you're going to run. Year yeah, year out. you're also going. You, I mean, if you're Bill Belichick and you're a smart head coach, you're going to run to what your players are good mm-hmm. at. Like you're not just going to take them. You're just going to fit a, a a square peg into a round hole. Like it just right. doesn't work that way. So you're going to take Sertain. Like he's like they could very easily take J.C. Horn's a great press man corner. They could take Caleb Farley, who's an absolute like athletic freak at corner, mm-hmm. minus the the back spasms and back injuries. Um, but Sertain just fits that 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 spot just too well yeah two, two other points is um one you know at alabama they run a lot of different kinds of coverages so you know he's experienced in playing zone man off man all kinds of stuff like that and two dan quinn um always you know going back to um the legion of boom days always had tall lanky corners who mm-hmm. were just dogs and got up in people's faces and you know made life hell for receivers so um Sertan has that mentality when you watch him he's really confident when he goes out there so I think it would be like a pretty perfect marriage for them so one thing that's really interesting about Alabama corners is I feel like they're either really good or complete bust we have the yeah. Dean Milliners of the world who aren't in the league anymore but and then, then we have the Marlon Minkus Fitz- yeah Marlon Humphreys yeah. and Minkus Fitzpatrick's right like it's so weird that there's like no middle ground to these guys and Trayvon Diggs I guess like after his rookie year, he seemed solid, like definitely can start on one of the worst teams defensively. So that's something, but it's really interesting yeah. how Alabama, I mean, Nick Mountain State and Nick Saban was a defensive back. And like, that's like his position that he like, mm. that's like his baby, right? Minka Fitzpatrick used to call him dad or something weird like that. Right. There was all that <laughs> stuff. So, um, you know, it's interesting. It's really interesting for the Giants' sake. I hope this guy sucks. But I mean, for his sake, I hope he makes a bunch of money. So, right. and talking about the Giants, uh, Derek didn't get to pick this one. A little disappointing. This was an odd. So this is Justin's pick. Um, so I confirm um, with Derek though to, to make sure this, this would have been okay. wanted. This would have right. been my pick. Yes, Giants. <laughs> Giants on. You're good. You're good. Um, number eleven overall, the Giants. New York Giants like Devontae Smith wide receiver out of Alabama. Um, <laughs> as we were talking about before, this dude is an athletic freak. He is so much fun to watch play football. Mm-hmm. I watch Alabama football because just watching them play football, as weird as that sounds, it's just so much fun. It's like watching the Warriors back in the day play basketball. Right? It's a whole thing. So talk to me. Why? I don't want a wide receiver. I don't want Devontae Smith. I want an offensive lineman because our offense sucks. We sure. just signed Kenny Galladay to a four-year gigantic deal. Mm-hmm. Why do the Giants now need to take another wide receiver top 11 in this draft, Justin? I I think going back to what we've been talking about, how the offensive line class is just so deep. And 
after Penesul, like you, you could very well see Rashawn Slater, the offensive tackle from Northwestern, as the next best offensive tackle. There's also a lot of talk about him playing guard because his arms are too small. Like the analytics goes back and forth. Like if they're not 34 inch arms, then they're, he's too small to play left tackle. So it just won't work out that way. You could very well easily just throw him in at left guard, kind of see how Andrew Thomas does, and you can mix and match the offensive line to the best that you can to just create whatever works for Daniel Jones. Granted, if as long as he can kind of put it together, also, but. Um, Kenny Galladay is going to be an absolute beast. Um, he's going to be that that long, tall target, that that down the field threat that that Daniel Jones needs. Like he needed, it was very clear that the Giants needed offensive weapons last year. Evan Ingram hasn't lived up to the hype. Darius Slayton's a very good number two. Like he's going to be great. You're going to Sterling Shepard's going to be very good as a slot receiver once they move him back inside, and, and then you kind of maneuver Devontae Smith around as you see fit. Like he's he's an incredible wide receiver. Um, the comps for him are like Marvin Harrison and Chad Ochocinco. Like, there's absolutely no reason why you wouldn't want a guy like that. Yes, he does have a thin frame, but he's never been hurt outside of the dislocated yeah. finger, which was just it just looked like a, a freak weird, accident. Yeah, it, it, it's just the way it kind of happened. Mm. Um, but I, I mean, Devontae Smith is like you're you're gonna go best player available. You, you always want to yes. go best player available. And Devontae Smith for me, he's clearly he's he's my favorite wide receiver in the draft. I, I like him more than Jamar Chase. Um, yeah. I think the the way that he separates from elite athletes, especially in the SEC, which is like, how is like, once Jalen Waddle went down, you were watching Devontae Smith and be like, okay, this is the guy they're going to key on, key in on week in and week out. They couldn't stop him. Like he was, he was, he was unbelievable. And like Mac Jones, like, all right, like I could throw, I could throw to Mechie. I can throw to whoever I want to, but Devontae Smith is always open. Why would I not just take that easy Mm -hmm. 12 yard slant like he's just somehow he's he's always finding a way to get into the soft coverage uh of the defense and just just make plays the one thing that worries me about him is he is so he's like if you turn him sideways you can't see him like he's he's, and we see it time in and time out like he's someone's gonna hit him and he's gonna get hurt like that's just kind of how the nfl goes like apparently he's put on weight but like mm-hmm. okay I, he I didn't don't care in though at his pro day which is yeah. kind of, I, 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 I don't I, care how much weight you put on like your body frame says you can't put on that much weight mm-hmm. i don't care i've seen reports of him of people saying that he's 165 pounds exactly like which, i don't want it, that it, it would be kenny galladay is a beast he's yeah a, human he's a gigantic but, man like that's what i want thing. if you're gonna, ta- if you're gonna take kenny galladay you're gonna make him the number one i can't imagine what Devontae smith would do as a number two wide receiver in an offense well you needed somebody to throw him the ball that's mm, fine that's well important. that's that's on you guys like it's <laughs> not on me that's not you can't say that's on me yeah. remember how sad i was when daniel jones was selected <laughs> yes i, 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 I do Shut remember up. and i remember you facetiming Garrett afterwards so yeah it was fun but you know what at the end of the day you're gonna you go wide receiver here. You go offensive line in round two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. However, Daniel Jones, if Daniel Jones doesn't, if he doesn't take that next step up, if he doesn't look like the guy that you 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 draft him to be, Gettleman's going to get fired. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether Joe Judge stays or not, like it seems like the culture worked pretty well with him around. It seems like the players really love him. Um, seems like there was a lot going on with him. So if a new GM comes in, keeps keeps Joe Judge, then great. Um, but I, I don't know, like you're going to look towards next year. If a team yeah. fails this year, you're going to be drafting fairly high again. So you're going to look at one of those quarterbacks again. Slinging yeah, Sammy Howell. I mean, I mean, that's, that's the whole thing, you know, the draft strategy and, you know, obviously free agency with getting Galladay has been for the giants. We got to see what Daniel Jones has. Um, I think that adding, uh, you know, Devonta Smith, 
there's no excuses for Jones, you know, especially if you do, like Justin said, you go with an offensive lineman in the second round, someone who can come in be a plug and play player at like any position other than I guess left tackle. Um, you know, then, then we know then Jones it's sink or swim Jones either sucks or he starts to live up to his draft position and you feel confident going forward, you know, and if that's the case, then you've got Holiday and Smith going forward, which is ridiculous. So, yeah, that that's the thing. Like I am not for drafting wide receivers, especially in like the top 10, top 12, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. But if you get Devonte Smith, like what he did yeah. last year was like, it would be cool if that pans out mm-hmm. that offense I mean, the last should time be the nothing Giants, short of incredible. Like the last time the amazing. Giants drafted a receiver this high was Odell, <laughs> and I mean he yep. turned out pretty damn well he until he out. took everybody on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the defensive backs weren't on that boat. Let's all remember yeah. that and they did lose that game by like, you know, like whatever. Anyway. Yeah. What was it like um, forty to twenty? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't great. It was that um, first that, half. That, that Hail Mary, the Hail Mary, was, yeah, incredible. Aaron Rodgers. The best shout out Aaron, the uh, the new host of Jeopardy, kind of cool. All right, let's move on. Number twelve overall. So this was my this was this was 49ers traded to Miami, then traded to the Eagles. Shout out mm-hmm. to the Eagles for getting behind the Cowboys and the Giants one more time. Just think that's hysterical. Uh, little news report came out today or yesterday that there's some friction with inside the Eagles organization. I could have told you that without any insider reporting because <laughs> they're absolutely a complete mess, yeah, which is a blast. So. This is Derek's pick. Uh, we have J.C. Horn, cornerback out of South Carolina. Some people say he could definitely be him and Patrick Sertan are very much 1A, 1B. Mm-hmm. Depends on kind of what you're looking for in terms of scheme and in terms of player. But talk to me a little bit. I'll be honest. I didn't watch too much South Carolina football this year, so I have no idea who this guy <laughs> is or what he's done. Um, He's the son of Joe Horn, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yep. No yeah. shit. Yeah, he's That's the son cool. of Joe Horn. Yeah, so it's crazy that Joe Horn has a son, and Asante Samuel have sons that are coming out this year. They don't yeah. feel like they're old enough to like have kids that are going to be in the NFL. Yep. Um, but yeah, but yeah. Um, uh, Horn is a really physical corner. Um, I don't think he's quite as athletic as Sertan is, but um, like when you watch him play, he seriously plays every snap like it's his last. Um, he goes out there looking to bully and beat the shit out of receivers. Um, he's really aggressive when the ball's in the air. You know, he feels that it's his just as much as it's the receivers and swats at it. Had God, I think in one game last year, I had like six pass breakups or something wow. like ridiculous like that. Um, he's made plays on the ball. He had you know, a handful of reception um, interceptions in college. Um he just makes sense for a team. You know, the Eagles are just like nowhere close to where they were a few years ago when um, God forsake the earth and let them win the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they've, you know, they've, they've really fallen off. Um, you know, I, I've, I've seen possibly Mac Jones, but you can't do that. You can't draft a quarterback and Jalen Hurts. That would be so awesome. It would, it would be hilarious, would be awesome. but it, it would just be, you know, the worst management ever um i think wide receiver would be in play but there's you know at this point they're yeah, really, they all, really worth taking um corner is a huge issue for them um even rashawn slater would actually make sense for them too they could use some offensive line help but you know their corners just got abused last year um and i think just a guy who even though he's not you know the most physically gifted just goes out there can bring some kind of culture change to a defense that's just 
pretty down. Um, makes a lot of sense for him. Mm-hmm. Justin, anything else? You watch SEC a lot. Yeah, I, I mean, he's he's a great press man corner. He's worked very well with uh, on the opposite side of Darius Slay. Um, mm-hmm. they, they paid Darius Slay, and they traded for him from the Lions last year. They And they paid him to be the guy. He just didn't look that great last year. He's not the guy. Uh, I could have told like, yeah, like, that. Like, you just have to watch. Like, he he was really good, like, three years ago. And cornerbacks, yeah. when they lose a step, they lose all their steps. Yeah. So, with, like, Xavier Rhodes, like, he was all pro, and the next year he was trash. So, yeah. that was awesome. I love that trade. I thought that was great. They paid him a lot of money, too. And then yeah. we all watched on Monday Night Football as, uh, uh, what's his face? Um, fuck, Seattle. Talk to me. Metcalf, thank you, DK Metcalf. Yeah, no, DK Metcalf just was like, I'm just gonna catch all these balls (laughs) in your face, and that was pretty awesome. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, and I mean, I kind of see what 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 the Eagles would want to do here, where you you beef up the corners, you create like this 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 great one two punch on the outside, and yes, you don't have like that that prototypical incredible edge rusher off the edge, but you're, you're going to have some great guys coming up the middle with Derek Barnett and Javon Hargrave who got hurt last year. So Fletcher Cox coming back, Brennan Graham, like you're going to have more quote unquote covered sacks because the, the, the secondary, it just looks better. So mm-hmm. by doing this, it'll actually improve all, all, all fronts of the defense. And yeah. what is the quote? Derek Barnett has like the greatest bend of all time or something like that. Sumner tells us. Uh, yeah, but he also had more sacks than Reggie White at Tennessee. Uh, let's move on number 13 the los angeles chargers are selecting offensive lineman rashawn slater out of northwestern shout out northwestern they have a draft um, yeah before michigan which is we'll have two greg newsome also i love it the corner shout out shout out michigan uh rashawn slater he is i don't know i don't want to i guess consensus i don't know like i can't you really say consensus at this point but he seems to be the most obvious choice to come off the board as the second offensive lineman behind Penny Sewell. What is it about Rashawn Slater and why to the Chargers? Who just uh, paid somebody? Knows they traded. Who did they trade for Trey Turner? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Russell Okun got paid in Bitcoin. Oh yes, yeah, made yeah, a yeah, bunch yeah. of money. Shout mm-hmm. out Russell Okun. Sorry. Yep. Anyway, why Rashawn Slater? Um, he's gonna be a versatile offensive lineman, and the Chargers desperately needed to protect Justin Herbert. Like you, you finally have the quarterback of the future that you've been looking for since Dan Fouts, I guess, pretty much for the Chargers. Like you, you need to protect this guy. And I mean, like Philip Rivers was solid. Okay. Like yes, you can't, yes. you can't completely okay. disgard fifteen years of Philip. Rivers. Seventeen-year career. Yeah. Yeah. pretty I, I, good. I, 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 totally disregarded. Okay. Went to the AFC Championship game once or twice. Like he wasn't that bad. Yo, don't sleep on my man, Stan Humphrey's ninety-four Super Bowl <laughs> against the Niners. Yes, yes. The thing that I love most about Rashawn Slater was I, – I, I remember saying this over to Derek not too long ago – was the fact that he, sh- he completely shut down Chase Young when Chase Young came out uh, last year. Um, the, I know Derek, Derek – lo- He didn't completely <laughs> shut him down. Audibly <laughs> rolls his eyes. Northwestern yeah. ran every play away from Chase Young after the second play when Chase Young got a sack. That's, mm-hmm. how, you just, that's how you go against a good defensive <laughs> line. You run the ball away from him. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, they, they just – they, they, they can't go into next year with Trey Pipkins as their left tackle. Like, like yeah. the, they, they signed Corey Lindsley, which is a great signing from the Packers. Like yeah, that was the best signing increase. of the offseason. Yeah, you need to increase. You need to beef up that offensive line. Like, there's so much that you need to do um, to, to make this team better. You need to protect Justin Herbert. You don't want to see him end up like Joe Burrow from last year. Like, you, you want to keep him healthy. And also, by doing this, you open up running, hole, uh, running games 
for Austin Eckler. Like you're you're gonna have a much better offense. Granted, there, there's so much in the defense that that you have so much talent on the defense. Derwin James coming back. Um, maybe they re-sign Melvin Ingram. I don't know. Joey Bosa. No, he signed with the Panthers. Apparently, I saw that two days ago. He's signing with the Panthers. Okay. Um, but, so, like, so yeah, that is a need, but no, the need to uh, protect Herbert is by far priority the number biggest one. Thing. And they, they just they just haven't had a left tackle for for quite some time. So it, it's mm-hmm. time to address that, and especially with with the with the 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 conference and the division that they're in, like they they need to find different ways to protect Justin Herbert because they yeah. need to score a million points. Yeah, that too. But that, that defense is talented. Like, there's there's a lot of good pieces there. Mm-hmm. But they held the Chiefs to like 17 points that one game, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yep. Yeah. This is all without Derwin James. Like, who, like, I, he, I don't think we can I, count I know, on Derwin I know, James. No, he, he's an incredible <laughs> safety. I just feel so bad. Like, he was incredible. Oh, yeah. Out of Florida State. Like, there, there was so much to like about him, and there's so much that you can do with him that if he remains healthy for an entire season, like, great. Like, we'll, we'll love to see it. But yeah, I think that's person. more of that's a luxury at this point. If you get mm-hmm. anything from him, it's a positive because I think mm-hmm. it's kind of a, it's, it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. So the Chargers are taking an offensive tackle, which I love. I think I completely agree with. So now we have a Michigan player going and Derek picked a Michigan player, Minnesota picking <laughs> Kuwiti Pay, edge, mm-hmm. edge rusher out of Michigan. That team up north. Derek, talk to me a little bit about it's Kuwiti, right? Because that's a pretty yeah, Kuwiti. Yeah. Kuwiti Pay. Like <laughs> talk to me. Yeah. Um. He's basically all upside at this point. Um, he's an incredibly great physical specimen, but their production like never matched. Um, I think two years ago, 2019 was his best season when he had like seven sacks, seven and a half sacks, something like that across 14 games, 13 games, something like that. Um, and then last year, Michigan played six games, and I think he had two and a half or three sacks. So um, you watch him and you – he reminds me of um, Jason Pierre-Paul when he came out. How, like, you saw this dude who was just, like, a crazy good physical freak, but, like, the technical aspects, like, weren't really there. Um, but it's it's kind of like, why not, you know? Uh, Mike Zimmer is a defensive guy. He's going to work with him a lot. You know, you can't teach the kind of burst he has off the line. He shows the like Ben, the ability to get around tackles that you'd really want to see from high level edge rushers. Um, you teach the technique from there and you've got yourself a really good edge rusher. Um, you know, Daniil Hunter hurt himself last year. He was out all of the year. So you don't really know what your edge rushing situation is going to be like. Um, you know, he comes back healthy and maybe pays part of like a rotation where he comes in on thirds downs as he starts to build up himself. But, um, he just makes a lot of sense for, you know, a team that you got to, you know, the division goes through Green Bay. You got to be able to get to Aaron Rodgers. So get some physical freaks on that defensive line and let them hunt. Yeah. And one thing, um, Minnesota was terrible in the secondary last year, but that's because I think they were starting three rookies, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, they had so, so many COVID yeah, they problems. Like, they had a lot of COVID problems, but they also, they like let all of their wide, they let Trey Waynes go, they let Xavier Ray, Rhodes go, they let one of their safeties go. I can't even remember who the heck it was at this point. Um, mm-hmm. And so they were just essentially starting all rookies in the secondary and they were getting torched constantly. Yeah. But you, like, you kind of have to assume they're going to get a little bit better there. Again, Mike Zimmer is a defensive <laughs> guy, so... Uh, it's just really that's, that's that's a big gift for them. Do they really? I yeah. totally missed that. Oh, Patrick Peterson's old. He's old now, though. Oh yeah, he's, he's like thirty-five years now. old. He's not thirty-five, but he feels like he's thirty-five years old. But don't worry, he's a little what? bit like around that. 
Yeah, I won't say he's like 32, but Mike Mike Zimmer will find a way to like Mike Zimmer is great at, at developing and mm-hmm. putting their his corners in the best position to succeed. Plus, I mean, the one thing that I I remember when I, Derek and I were talking about this pick, um, Daniel Hunter has also like requested a trade if he doesn't get the contract extension that he wants. Like, there's mm-hmm. there's a lot behind the scenes that they haven't let out because Minnesota is very good at keeping everything tight knit. Um, but uh, I mean, I love I love Quiddy Pay. I love watching what he can do. I, I see an explosive guy that, if he can start just kind of putting some things together, like he can really get there. And if yeah. so, he'd be a great complimentary pass rusher to Donnell Hunter. Two things. One, I think it's pretty impressive that we made it all the way to pick fourteen, and this is finally the first defensive lineman edge rusher. I mean, essentially mm-hmm. in order of operations, it's quarterback, left tackle rusher right you you need a quarterback you need to protect your quarterback and then you got to get the other one so it's pretty impressive that we made it to 14 uh which i think says something about this class it's either okay parsons a good point i thought he's more he's he's, is he more of a outside edge rusher linebacker Mm -hmm. i thought he was more of kind of the nice thing to do it all (laughs) like yeah this is like the first true edge rusher but that's because they're like Jalen Phillips is probably the most talented edge rusher in this class like the things that he can do he's so twitchy uh he's got great uh, bend around the edge. He can bull rush. He has all this, the, the moves, but he has major medical concerns. Like he literally mm-hmm. was forced to retire when he was at UCLA and mm-hmm. then medically retired, whatever, and then transferred to Miami and then was all of a sudden okay to play. Oh, um, it, it was concussions. <laughs> he had some other, like some others, like small yeah, he's had a lot of issues. That is, uh, uh, that's terrifying. But. but you watch him play me. Like he's, he's, he's incredible. Like he, he's mm-hmm. going to, if he can find a way to remain healthy and he's a five-star recruit coming out of high school. So like he lived up to the build. It was just all of a sudden it was just these, these concussions. Issue that just, after issue. Just up. Yep. Hopefully he gets drafted. So he gets some of that guaranteed money, but um, yeah, yeah, so I think it's interesting. We haven't had too many edge rushers go yet, but then mm-hmm. also we've seen this with Michigan in particular the last couple of years. Um, Rashawn Gary, mm-hmm. he had all the talent in the world. Like he has all the physical traits, but you can sack anybody, right? Like aren't mm-hmm. there two guys that are coming out of Michigan now that like they're incredible talents, incredible athletes, but they can't, they, they, you have to get to the quarterback at some point, right? Yeah, I mean, I think Pay had four sacks in the four games this year. So, like, he was, he was okay. Yeah, he, he it, it was pretty yeah. good. The only he's got hit a couple games this year. It's like there was yeah. only so much you could see from it. He's got a higher success rate than I think Gary did. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Gary started to put it together a little bit last year. Um, he wasn't developed too well at Michigan. Pay probably a little bit more so. So, you know, like I said, he's raw, but like you see the makings of a really talented pass rusher there. So. Um, they're not, you know, it, the Vikings are a pretty solid team. Like they've got a good offense. Their defense has like nice pieces. It was, you know, a lot of injury and COVID problems last year. Um, so I think it's, you know, you can never have enough good pass rushers. That's true. Can never, ever have enough good pass rushers. All right. Two picks left for the first half of the for the love of sports NFL draft special. We'll have the other one coming out most likely Tuesday. So this is recording this on Thursday tax day. Happy tax day, everyone. Um, we are, we're going to be having the next one come out <laughs> on Tuesday, uh, which shouldn't be too bad. So it should be, it should be some fun, but we have two picks left here. This one, this one hurts. I, I don't like this because we kind of all know how this is going to turn out, but uh, number 15, the New England <laughs> Patriots are taking Mac Jones quarterback out of Alabama. I think it was either Old Row or Barstool put up a side-by-side of Tom Brady looking kind of fat in his picture at the draft and then a picture of Mac Jones kind of looking a little fat up at uh, his pro day. And uh, we kind of all know how this is going to work out. Bill Belichick is going to get his defense back. He's going to put an offensive line in front of Mac Jones. 
and Mac Jones is going to sling the hell out of the ball. And mm -hmm. uh, I just hope it doesn't result in like a third dynasty. But talk to me, Justin. You didn't want him to go three to San Francisco. Why do you think this is a good fit for New England up at I'm, 15? I mean, this is a New England, New England yeah, pick. Yeah, this like, is so like You're, you're, you're dipping into yeah. the Alabama well. Like Nick Saban and, and Bill Belichick are great friends. So obviously he's going to have all the insight. He's going to let him everything he knows. Um I mean, it, it, it is kind of a, a cool story that Mac Jones did stay there and want to keep going like as Tua was taking the reins and taking over. And then all of a sudden Mac Jones came in when Tua got hurt last year and looked like a competent quarterback. Like, okay. Mm -hmm. um, and then you start hearing more and more stories about how like he's just incredibly smart. Like the football intellect like from shoulders up for him is just it, – it, it's just – it's hard to find a kid that's 21, 22 years old that that's that knowledgeable at that position mm -hmm. at that young of an age. So, um, and you put it together with some of the talent that he has, like you, you very well have a have a an above average quarterback. But yeah, I, I just can't see him going third overall. Like he's just not yeah. with the way the league's going with how athletic you need to be. There's so many. Um, like you, you just don't have the traditional drop back quarterback anymore. Like he moves pretty well in the pocket, but I forget what his forty was. It was like five one seven or something. Yeah, like it wasn't that. good. Just like Tom Brady's was just was that bad also. But um, as long as you have that that drive, that desire, and the intellect, like he he can find a way to to kind of make it work for him. And it was, yeah. it's so he, frustrating. We all know how this is going to end. Yeah, up. he's he's a real he is a talented quarterback. I mean, he does a lot of things really well. Um, he just doesn't have the elite traits to morph into like that top tier quarterback, you know, like, um, I don't know. I, I like him and I think I'm not saying he's going to have the same kind of career, obviously, but I do see the similarities with Brady in terms of like the quick compact release, the ability to be like lethally accurate in that kind of 10 to 15 yard outside the numbers range, you know, and, He's got a decent deep ball. I mean, Brady no, didn't have a great one early in his career, but he could hit when he needed to. I when he got like, Randy Moss, he had a pretty good one. Yeah, when he had Randy <laughs> Moss. But, you know, when he was throwing to, like, Deion Branch and whatnot, yeah. like, you know, it was kind of just some timely down-the-field shots, and Jones can complete those. So, you know, he's probably never going to be, like, a quarterback who throws 40 touchdowns in a year. But, like, you would definitely be getting someone who – is talented and like definitely fits the culture and I think would be really good in Josh uh, McDaniel's offense. And he won't lose you the game too. Like in, yeah, in exactly. Club, like he doesn't throw, he doesn't have turnovers. Yeah. He doesn't do anything like that. Like he's, he's just a very solid quarterback that is yeah. the complete opposite. Like he, like it, it's so funny. Like you put him next to Cam Newton in the same quarterback room. Like you have such a, a polar opposite of uh, quarterbacks that, it's like, how do you, how are you, how is McDaniel's going to make this work? But obviously yeah. you're going to see, you're going to see Mac Jones as a long-term guy. And granted, if, if something happens with Ken Newton, um, Mac Jones can come in and very well lead an offense and, yeah. and, and, and make it work. Yeah. For that, that team. Or I, if, it, what if Cam Newton just looks like he did last year? I'd rather yeah, take my just, shot with a rookie yeah. and Mac Jones than whatever the hell you were throwing yeah. out last year. But you, you had such, you had such a piss poor amount of offensive weapons last year. Like he was literally just Jacoby Myers. So that, that was it. There was no Julian Edelman. There was, there did, was no one. Who did they, who did they sign in the off season? Like Kendrick Bourne, Hunter and, Henry and Johnny Smith. 
Okay. okay. Didn't they sign like, Aguilar too? They yeah, they signed Aguilar to like a three-year, twenty-six million dollar deal. Bill <laughs> yeah, Belichick's was, mad genius, guys. It was pretty early, but like those two, di- those two tight ends are that, that, yeah. that's a big get for them. And I mean, I wouldn't put it past them. Like, there's, I think they said that there's a there's a potential for like thirty something wide receivers to be drafted in this class again. So like there's yeah. a, there's another plethora. There's another incredible, insane amount of of wide receiver talent coming into the league again this year. Before we move on, Justin, I do have to tell you that the other day I read that apparently, like all of the other uh, scouts on the Patriots staff, tried to stop Belichick from drafting Nikhil Harry. Yeah, and he yeah. Listen, yeah, <laughs> I saw that. They, they, they wanted they wanted DK Metcalf. They wanted somebody else. I thought Nikhil was going to be pretty good, but he's ass. <laughs> yeah, he has no enough. separation. No separation skills. Yeah, at all. yeah. Well, also, you know, the Arizona State wide receivers have such a lineage, right? Also, two things. Uh, um, Mac Jones, his first name, it's actually McCor- McCorkle. I was going to ask you, yeah. McCorkle, um, McCorkle <laughs> Jones. And he's also from Jacksonville, Florida. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Glad he funny. stayed in state, went to Alabama. Good for him. <laughs> 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 That's a fun one. Um, oh, shit, I had one more thing. Oh, uh, Devontae Smith mm-hmm. uh, apparently was interviewed earlier this offseason, and they said, who did you like more as quarterback? Jones. And mm-hmm. uh, he according to the story had no hesitation and said, Mac Jones. Yep. Mac Jones. Uh, yep. when referring to him or Tua, uh, Jalen um, Waddle, I think also said the same thing. Yeah. I, we've had the conversation. The three of us have had the conversation. I have personally thought Tua has been the most talented quarterback, but he doesn't actually know how to play quarterback. He can yeah, just he really good at the position. Uh, and you're starting to see that now in the NFL where someone that doesn't have like five yards of separation, he's terrified to throw the ball because he doesn't yeah. think he can put it in there. So it's going to be interesting. Um, gosh, darn. I really don't hope I, I say myself. There you go, Justin. <laughs> I really hope Mac Jones does not go to the Patriots. Um, but last pick for the first half of the, for the love of sports, 2021 NFL draft special. We have Derek. Uh, he has the evens take Arizona is taking Caleb Farley cornerback out of Virginia tech. Um, I got nothing. Talk to me. Who the hell is Caleb Farley? <laughs> he was another opt out from this last year. Um, but two years ago, he had one of the best seasons of any cornerback. He was probably like only right behind Okuda quite honestly, in terms of how efficient he was. Um, he has everything that you're looking for in the modern corner like 6'2", 210, 215 with like super lanky arms. Um, I think when he came to Virginia Tech, he was a receiver Mm -hmm. and they converted him over. So, you know, it really shows in kind of how he covers because he runs the route like the receiver. It's not so much a feel and react to what the receiver's doing. It's like he's running the route just ahead of the receiver. So it's – He's got that really impressive trait. Um, there's just a couple, you know, the couple of concerns are he really only had one good year as a sophomore. His freshman year, he was pretty rough. But again, that was like learning the position. And then he's had like a shitload of injuries. Like I think he's had two separate back surgeries and one yeah. knee surgery. Yeah, he did, he had a non-contact torn ACL in like 2017. Ah, yeah, so... That, that is four years ago. Like that, that's a yeah. sucks though. Yeah. That's not yeah. good. And back injuries, you know, like you saw with Gronk, like those just last forever. Mm. Um, but he's an immensely talented. He's insanely athletic. Like he really has the makings of like an ultra talented corner. Mm. Um, he kind of like his body is almost his physicality is almost like 
um, Ramsey, Jalen Ramsey. Like he's just got that really slender, like lean bill. Like he's not as good, like good technically, or, you know, um, as Ramsey was, but you can kind of just see that same body type in him. Um, and, you know, with, with the Cardinals getting rid of um, Patrick Peterson, I have not heard at all about how Byron Murphy from a couple of years he, ago is. He's really going to play. He's going to play nickel. Okay. Yeah. yeah they're gonna move him I, yeah. I didn't think he was doing anything <laughs> special there. So it's just, you know, it's a situation where you got to have, um, you got to get yourself a new corner because there's some good receivers in that division. And, you and it seems like they're also going all in, like with the way like their yeah. their their offensive like their, yeah. their, their signings have been this offseason. Like it seems like they're really going for it. I mean, they also have Malcolm, like they they signed Malcolm Butler um, yeah. from yeah. And yeah, and I I've, I've, I'm sure I've told you guys many times. Like I've always disliked him. I've never really liked the way that he's played the game. He mm-hmm. just had that one great catch in the Super Bowl. That was literally it. Yeah. Well, he also sat out the other Super Bowl, and most people would say, uh, that did he sit out anything. or well, he was taken out? Bench. But like. I don't yeah. know. I, I Bill Belichick has a lot of pride, but I think a Super Bowl is a lot cooler than being right. I, maybe that's yeah. just me. I, I don't know. Literally, I don't know. I don't know. think he thought he was going to lose the Nick Foles. Uh, yeah, but he, <sighs> uh, as, yeah. as Derek said, what did you say? Has, has God forsaken God the earth? God decided to forsake the earth. That yes, day. And, let, and let giant dick Nick uh, win a Super Bowl, which is disappointing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the Cardinals, they definitely, their offense looks cool. Um mm-hmm. I can't comment too much on their offensive line, but they signed JJ Watt. So hopefully they, J- everyone thinks JJ Watts like totally washed up, but he definitely isn't totally washed up yet. He's no, absolutely, I think he's still a, had 20 sacks in yeah. like two seasons. Like he's, he's still, yeah, he's definitely and he's double teamed the all the time. Yeah. Cool. I think he's going to be great. I think AJ and Green Chandler was Jones. Complete, Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones. Yep. That's I think the AJ Green signing, the, the AJ Green signing was a joke. Like, I don't know why they uh, still, spent any time or money on that. My favorite stat from that, though, is um, if you combine the ages of uh, A.J. Green, DeAndre Hopkins, and Larry Fitzgerald, by the start of the 2021 season, it's going to be a combined age of 100 years old. Wow. That's pretty cool. 100 years old. Oh, that's pretty cool. Receivers. And you missed on Andy Isabella. You could have taken D.K. Metcalf. Christian Kirk does not look like the kind of guy you want to go. They need another receiver because Cliff Kingsbury runs these 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 five receiver sets all yeah, just the time. Five, yeah, that's literally <laughs> all he does. Like, okay, My bad, oh. baby, let's go. So, yeah. all right, Andy Isabella is a one-route guy. Great. You throw him the deep pass. I don't know what they're going to do. Like, they need offensive line help. But at this point, like, did you, what do you, maybe you take Elijah Vera Tucker and you plug him in a guard. Yeah. I don't – They'll be they'll be more wide receivers, as we've been talking about, outside yeah. of those top three, four, whatever you want to say, uh, depending yeah. on how you feel about Kyle Pitts. But, but they did trade for Rodney Hudson. That was that was a big get for them from the Raiders. Yep. Yeah. Center, that, right? That, yep. Like, yeah. So that'll be in something. So th- they should be interesting next year. Uh, mm-hmm. NFC West is probably one of the harder divisions, uh, I would say. Yeah, I think I that, say so. that's definitely up there. You have the the Rams, obviously, who are consistently going to the playoffs. Now they have a real quarterback, which is kind of cool. Uh, you have the 49ers, who last year lost their entire team and still almost made the playoffs. So if they get half those guys back, it should be something. And then you have the Seahawks, who clearly are going towards a divorce, but... Gosh darn, Russell Wilson's going to do everything he can to uh, put up well, 40 there, TDs yeah. and yeah, <laughs> and still go to the playoffs. So it's, it's going to be difficult, but uh, it should be interesting to say the least. So that is the first half, first fifth, first 16 picks. <laughs> there we go of the our NFL mock draft. Justin, where can everyone find you on the internet? At jrazzle 81 pretty much everywhere. Everywhere, in case you want to ask Justin some questions <laughs> about uh, Jaguars uh drafts or really just anybody in college uh, justin's done like seven round mock drafts so 
he he knows uh derek you're not on twitter but <laughs> no, i don't know do you want to just say just, something just tweet at derek where ask him questions see Let's if anything right comes now. up you can find me at michael Brazil one uh thank you to everyone that hung out with us we appreciate you uh nick specifically and cj i think you were there for a little bit but uh this should be fun and then yeah we'll be uh we'll be back for the second half of the first round sometime next week for derek for justin for myself hope you make it a wonderful night and uh let's go giants bye everybody take care yes.